Today's podcast is brought to you by Audible.com. Get a free audiobook download at www.audibletrial.com slash comedy podcast network. Over 100,000 titles to choose from for your iPhone, Android, Kindle, or MP3 player. Everybody, welcome to the sports, sports, sports podcast. I'm Joel Anderson. I'm Jordan Pomville. And joining us as always is the sports outsider, Bill. Rantar. It's great. We're all sober tonight. It, it is. Excellent. It's, it's a, a wonderful night to be sober. Uh, I should be this yeah. day doing a podcast. Yes. I don't usually talk about this, but I had a cousin who was killed by a drunk podcaster. Oh, really? Uh, so oh, it's actually, no. it's a real. Oh, it's a touch point yeah, for you. It is a real. Well, it's a good thing that all of us are are good and healthy. I would and... say we practice sober <laughs> podcasting. We do. Yeah. We practice sober podcasting. And when we're not sober enough to podcast, yeah. we designate a sober podcast. That's true. We yeah. call it a designated podcast. There's, there's yeah. actually ADP. Uber now will podcast for you. Yeah. They'll jump in on your podcast <laughs> if you call an Uber pod. Actually, one <laughs> second. Let me open my app and get Christian. Yeah. Because he <laughs> probably true. Get yeah. Christian. Yeah, exactly. Uh, so, yeah, we're having a podcast on the Sports Outside. I don't know much about sports. Yeah, we're, absolutely. Sports insiders, I guess. Yeah, yeah, I guess you are. We're sports, sports inside Phil's mom. Oh, let's just start the podcast. How did it take me so long? LeBron to James update, watch update. LeBron James update, watch update. Brought to you by all the things that LeBron James sponsors. LeBron James tweets could buy sensible starter home in suburban Cleveland. Hey, <laughs> that's nice. Subheadline: However, LeBron's tweets would never do that. They're not ready to settle down. Ooh. Oh, yeah. LeBron might have kids and a wife. His tweets, though. Yeah, his tweets mm-hmm. are so getting out there. Wild oats. Wild a is right. company says that each tweet from LeBron James is a media value of $139,474. What? That's a lot of money. That's about, Phil, do the math, 1000 a character. Yeah. Yeah. Or the initial salary of Hank Azaria on the animated spinoff of the Tracy Ullman show. Right. And who is also <laughs> yeah. getting $1,000 a character. A character. That's yeah. right. <laughs> this is according to Open Doors, a company that ran its name by three focus groups before pitching to venture capitalists. Yeah. <laughs> and that's what they landed on? They went Open Doors and they went, oh. Yeah. I think it's mostly the name. I feel like you make the presentation and the venture capitalists just sit there with glassy eyes until you get to, like, the name and the spacey, vague presentation. Well, wait, the article says Open Door specializes in executing and monetizing digital and social media campaigns for athletes. This mission statement gave venture capitalists unreal boners. Huge I believe, boners. But it's also a terrible name for a company that does that. That should be like a uh, get back to work for prisoners kind of place. <laughs> open doors. Yeah, we're just like, we're opening doors. No, 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 no. Open doors. Oh. Like indoors. Oh, open doors. Open doors. Open doors. <laughs> okay, I get it now. I thought you were yeah. saying open doors. And I'm like, this that's a sounds... terrible name for that. So they, silly. They say a tweet from James, who has 23.2 million followers, Whoa. has the highest value of any U.S. athlete. Wow. wow. And 
their study included baseball players. What? Really? Yeah, and he's still number one. Can you believe it? More popular than baseball players on Twitter. Mm-hmm. That seems hard to believe. Wait, even more popular than Nolan Ryan? <laughs> yes, even more popular. More popular than baseball great Nolan <laughs> Ryan? I know what you're thinking. The Ryan Express, yeah. Twitter, synergy. Right. Didn't happen. How is he... More popular than Nolan Ryan. We're basically saying the value of one LeBron tweet is worth $140,000, said Open Door CEO Blake Lawrence. And with that, you will reach 23 million people. It would cost you five times more to reach that many people with a TV ad. Of course, the more challenging part would be getting the amount of fuel required for your time machine you would need to find a TV series that 23 million people watch. Right, yeah. yeah. You'd have gotta, to go back to Dallas. Gotta say, though, of course, of course the CEO of Open Doors is named Blake. Yeah. Right? That Blake Lawrence, CEO Blake of Open Doors continued, and you'd hope you're not disrupting the space-time continuum and mm. creating a world in which I am never born and thus could not be offering my thoughts on the social media value of athletes getting... Difficult to opine. <laughs> Can see through my hand. Vaporizing from existence. Oh, God. How did my sarcastic joke about the growing irrelevance of television become this nightmare? Oh, he's not going to be able to finish so playing Earth Angel, so playing, his parents yeah. won't be able to kiss. And I am uh. so glad you knew it was Earth Angel and not Johnny B. Good. Right? Everybody right? screws that it's up. Always, he it plays Johnny Earth B. Good Angel. after. Right, We're exactly. here. Yeah. Lawrence's company figures out how much a particular tweet, Facebook, or Instagram post is worth by determining a celebrity's true reach, activity, and quality, and overall level of engagement of their audience of followers. Sure. Phil, does that track? That's my world. This is one thing that pisses me off about what he said (laughs) earlier, though, and I need to jump in. Okay. He said that a tweet that he writes reaches 23 million people. Not every single follower sees every single tweet in their timeline. That's completely naive. It's like a very small percentage of that. Asshole. <laughs> Asshole. And you know yeah. what? You know what else? And this really pisses me off a lot. Yeah. Is that when you talk about LeBron James and the audience that he's built on Twitter, he's really a basketball aggregator more than anything else. Right? He takes, like, basketballs from other people and then dunks him like he's the one who came up with it in the first place. Right? Yeah. Somebody right? else a, made a, that a, ball. A, a Absolutely. George, a George Takai, if you will. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, and exactly. I hate that he's always scratching out the word Spalding on the ball, so you right. don't know who he made doesn't, it. He doesn't attribute his success to the people who built it, you know, initially, so that they can profit in the same way that he has. It's, it's I really am angry. Rounding out the top five athletes whose single tweet would provide a company's product or service the most value are Kevin Durant, $66,500. Oof. Kobe Bryant, $42,400. Floyd, the money, Mayweather, $35,000. And Dwight many people interested in boxing or on Twitter? Kobe Bryant's reps declined comment when asked by Laker fans if they could buy an apology. Ooh. Whoa. Yeah. Ooh. Meow. Wait, Dwight Howard? Do you know who's missing from that list? Nolan Ryan. <laughs> the Ryan Express, conspicuously yeah. absent. Right? Let's just be American athletes. Despite thought- these big numbers, though, Lawrence said most... These are only U.S. athletes. Okay, yeah. mm-hmm. Lawrence said most athletes... Uh, most companies pay athletes between $1,000 and $2,500 for a single tweet. That's about right. They are getting jobbed. Yeah. 
Well, a tweet's not worth that much because, as I said earlier, yeah. not many tweets reach that many people. It's almost it just doesn't. Like, it's almost like Lawrence's company, by driving up the rates that athletes are compensated for their tweets, stands to benefit substantially in a financial sense. Right. You lay off Lawrence. It's almost as if he's spewing bullshit in an effort to increase the market value of the company that he undoubtedly I mean, has if a it gets retweeted, it's never lot, happened maybe. in the digital yeah. sphere. Yeah. So I no. don't know why you would accuse him of that now. The company. The company has sold a one-off tweet for the most. It was $20,000 during last year's NFL playoffs. I've sold tweets for more than that. Really? This is this company. From YouTube people? Yep. Well, this was to a New England Patriots player, and Lawrence said he couldn't disclose the player, but reminded everyone that Tom Brady promotes cleansing conditioners pro bono if he truly believes in the brand. (laughs) There we go. There we go. Uh, though, uh, I'm sorry. Lawrence said uh, he bought a he brought a one tweet six figure deal to LeBron's team once. Whoa! And they passed. I never understand that. So Ooh. much money, hundred over a hundred thousand dollars. Give it to charity. Largely because it was a rich high school kid who wanted LeBron to call his ex girlfriend the c word. Oh, okay. Oh, never yeah. mind. Never mind. Yeah, I, I I'll be honest. I do that for five hundred. Yeah. <laughs> But that's the thing. We don't have the sort of reach. I do that for 650 Yeah. yeah. You do that for 650 I do that for 650 uh, Ooh. A lot of these guys think that they can't get a star athletes for less than $100,000, Lawrence said. You can get Joe Flacco tweet about your company for less than $1,000 right now. He's also available for birthday and bar mitzvah tweets. There we go. If it's only $1,000, let's crowdfund him to tweet, I'm a stupid idiot. Yeah, there you go. <laughs> or I mean, seriously, that'd be really easy. That would gaining, or I'm totally not worth my contract. Yeah, that'd be another one. That that you be, could yeah. just you could just crowdfund that. As he he types it with tears in his eyes. <laughs> LeBron James update. Watch update. LeBron James update. Watch update. Brought to you by all the things that LeBron James sponsors. Oh, man. You know what, Jordan? You were acting so sober for the first half of that. And <laughs> it all fell apart at the end. It did yeah. a little bit. The secret, the cat is out of the bag. You have out been drinking bag. at a work party. I'm in the bag. You're in the bag now. <laughs> now were. you can act as drunk as you want because it's I'm, out of the bag. I'm not going to do that. Jordan yeah. is the one who killed my cousin. Yeah, he while is. While podcasting yeah. drunk. And here he <laughs> is doing it again. Yeah. I just want a podcast. I just want to get home with my podcast. There we go. That's uh, what I like to hear. This I never... dude knows how to party. Joel, what do we have on the podcast? Uh, well, we got this is a real big get uh, for an interview here. Uh, this is you know we have a lot of like sports people, but not a lot of like really important. Jordan, you're you're eating chips into the mic. <laughs> yep. Uh, but we have. Uh, Richard M. Berman, okay, uh, who is uh, he's one of the senior justices in the senior uh, the second court of appeals in New York. He's the judge who's hearing the Brady versus the NFL case, so he's going to talk to us a little bit about that. I'm sorry, uh, I'm sorry. What was his position? I'm not drunk enough to ask this question. Richard M. Berman is what? I believe he's a senior justice on the Second Circuit Court of Appeals. Right. Uh-huh. Okay, that tracks. Okay, that makes <laughs> sense. <laughs> and then, uh, and then uh, we have on uh, another. Uh, important <laughs> interview. Yeah, we've we've got the guy who uh, he's the CEO of Nature's Bakery. 
They're hmm. sponsoring Danica Patrick for the 2016 season. That oh, sounds wow. like a wonderful brand. Yeah, exactly. Uh, like maybe like gluten free, no GMOs, right? Yeah, no it's uh, natural HFCs. I think that it's really good, and he's sponsoring that car to to bring in, you know, to to get the word out about Nature's Bakery. Yeah. And what was his name again? His name is Leaf Burt. Leaf Burt. Yes, he's a CEO. He's a CEO. Yeah. It's a good strong name. Single syllable names are good for CEOs. Yeah, that's, that's yeah. definitely true. And Leaf fits with his hippie persona that presumably comes along with being. I didn't even think of that. I just thought he was Norwegian. Oh, really? Oh, that's good. <laughs> okay, yeah. Okay, cool. Oh, Leaf, like, yeah. Okay, I gotcha. Yeah. All right. And, uh, Phil, do we have a wide world of sports? You're goddamn right we do. And news, news, news. <laughs> news, news, news on the Sports, Sports, Sports podcast with Jordan, Joel, and Phil. News, news, news. David Stern's friends encourage him to run for New York City mayor. That's good. Subheadline, David Stern picks his friends the same way he rigged the 1985 draft. Oh! Choosing the cold ones. Shit. Yikes. I don't know that reference. Oh, that's a fun one. Supposedly he froze the envelope for the New York Knicks so that he could draw it out so that they would get Patrick Ewing so they could place a, a big star in a major market. Oh, that makes sense. Oh, that is a beautiful setup. Thank you yeah. so much. That that really worked. According to the New York Post, fourth in circulation, but number one in puns and having a mixture of grease and tzatziki dripped on it. That's true. <laughs> Friends of former NBA commissioner David Stern are urging him to run for mayor in 2017 now that Mayor de Blasio is looking less likely to be reelected for a second term. If hmm. this is to be believed, David Stern has friends. Yes. Okay. Yeah. I he, mean, scare quotes, friends. Friends, right. Yeah. He's pretty bored, said one source. He's always been interested in politics, and he's always been interested in running for office. Which is weird for a tyrannical guy who feeds on power and corruption. Yeah. yeah. It's super mm-hmm. weird. Can you imagine someone like David Stern is interested in politics? I keep thinking mm. of Daniel Stern when you say David Stern, because I can't, I've never, I don't think I've ever seen him, so nope, I can't no, picture no, no, it. No, those so are I'm just imagining the voice of, the, the disembodied sticky, voice of the Wonder Years. nay, wet bandits. Yep. Uh, Stern would likely run New York on what he knows, which is the star system. Yeah. Associates believe he would be eschewing a team of garbage collectors for a couple of big-time garbage collectors (laughs) who are easily marketable in waste management promotions. Sure. Likewise, he would uh, get rid of teamwork within the NYPD, instead hiring a couple large physical specimens to do most of the policing. (laughs) These top cops could potentially sell a lot of NYPD merchandise. Yep. Mm. With the exposure of the New York media, yeah, these are these are sound. I like sound this guy ideas. already. Yeah, though his disdain for physical defense would be perfect for confronting the issue of police brutality. <laughs> Many Law and Order hardliners worry about the issue of policemen flopping. Yeah, oh absolutely. yeah, yeah. Freeze your <laughs> right. <laughs> also, it may appear weird if he get if he needs to scapegoat an administration official. To avoid a scandal, mm. and they end up playing minor league baseball. Oh, yeah. Yeah. That's going to look really weird and dicey. Not a, yeah. yeah. Uh, Stern. <laughs> That'll be really strange. Yeah. yeah. Definitely. <laughs> uh, deputy of Transportation now <laughs> playing for the. Stern, though flattered, said he is not interested in running, instead, choosing to remain a senior advisor to a number of enterprises. And getting to the Illuminati's elusive level 65. Mm-hmm. He's not positive, but he's, quote, 
pretty sure that's the one you get to drink a virgin's blood. End quote. <laughs> that's what everybody's going for. Joining us now on the podcast is Richard M. Berman, Second Circuit Court of Appeals for Southern New York. Is that correct, Richard? Uh, yes, that is correct. Well, I'm sorry, Your Honor. Your Honor, indeed. Oh, indeed. sir. Yes. Sir, you know what? If Lord guys, Master. If you guys want to go with, with Richard, that's fine. Or, hey, hey, you know what? Why don't you just go with Dick? All right, okay, well, Dick. Uh, we so want to talk about you because you are adjudicating, if that's yeah. the correct mm-hmm. verb, the Tom Brady NFL case, the deflate gate case. Yeah, as the public and knows just, it. you know, could not be more excited about Oh, well, that. it's a big absolutely. case. That's a big case, it's, Dick. Uh, it's got a lot of public attention taken. Oh, absolutely. A lot of ins and outs, a lot of real specific uh, you know, legal precedent being set Absolutely. with this case. ESPN is live streaming. Absolutely. And I, I feel like in the future, if any cases involving deflated footballs at NFL games come up, I'll be able to establish a legal precedent here that will be the law of the land for years to come. Right. That's well, absolutely the case. And, and, yeah. and, and, can you give us any insight into that ruling? How do you feel about making Absolutely. This well, I think obviously, you know, like most justices, I'm really going to think about how, you know, the, uh, the basic founding principles of the Constitution impact this particular case, you know? What? What? I, no. I don't follow, really. No, I, it's just, you know, that's that's the thing. Uh, when I left my private practice, I I did so and left oh, large sums of money behind because I anticipated joining a court of appeals that would see the, the sort of cases that really impact American history in a profound hmm. way. Your, your Brown v. Board, you know, your, your Roe v. Wade. And here I am when douchebag v pretty boy and my chance to really put a stamp on the judicial history as it were wow dick it sounds like you've got a little sarcasm going oh on no 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 i feel i feel absolutely great i'm pretty sure that this case is going to be the one that's going to launch my career straight to the supreme court and it'll not at all be i don't know late night tv show fodder for deflated ball jokes i mean it kind of is right it's yeah, like air v know, ball like it right. already is very funny i mean whether or not a football player is suspended for a few games at the start of the season that's an important use of my time and the court's time well, that I mean, court by the way named after thurgood marshall uh, oh, legendary justice, justices yeah. of all time. Rulings we on are Marshall. That's a yeah, movie. Variety of important civil rights cases uh, yeah. is what he did, and it's so it brings so much pride to me as a legal scholar and as a judge to walk through the doors of that building named for him every day and hear about whether or not Tom Brady texted some guy in his locker room to let some air out of some balls. Well, I know you're angry, but like, let's just get back do to the I case. Do I sound angry? You do, really? Dick. Because I feel nothing but pride for the moment that we're experiencing as a country. Well, what with right. an important appeals court addressing not police brutality or or mass incarceration no 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 no. we're getting right to the thick of it oh dick deflated ball dick i think you're getting mad so we're gonna get back to the real questions what do you think of caitlin jenner's new tv show oh my god so strong so strong right yeah based on the trajectory i'm I'm on now i imagine something involving that show is going to be in front of my court later this year but wouldn't Mm. those transgender politics really entice you as someone who wants to set precedent right you know what they absolutely would but hey wait for it i've got to deal with the whole deflated football thing first before i can deal with 
deflated balls on other people, as it were. Look, Dick, don't look a gift horse in that the mouth, That was Dick. a late-night joke, Dick. Was and it? you yeah. know it. Was it? I, yeah. I don't know what you guys are talking about. Nothing but pride for my country and profession to be standing here in front of all these people... Look, let's look, look at the bright side, right? I saw your name on TMZ yesterday, Dick. Oh, good! TMZ! Your name was on TMZ! That's I've been great. waiting That's for a that big deal. for so long! Really big celebrities are featured on TMZ, and now you're one really of them. Really big-time celebrities. You're like and Judge Ito. I mean, I don't want to say that you've been on Judge TMZ. Judge Ito, the sort of person that we all in my profession model ourselves after. And we did a, a quick Google search on you before this. You were not in any... Major periodicals law review. You were not in the Columbia Law nope, Review, nope. the Harvard Law Review, nope. the Princeton Law Review, the Michigan Law nope. Review, those sort of things. But TMZ. Yeah, That's absolutely. Great. Hey, if you check my Wikipedia page, there's about four pieces of information. And one of them... You have your own Wikipedia page, That's too. outstanding. I don't have one of those. I am, after all, a senior justice in the Second Circuit Court of Appeals. Well, it's not the first But it's, it's good to know that 25% of the information on my Wikipedia page... Is Deflate Gate. Well, it's nice you have a legacy, Dick. Yep. Well, I got to get going, guys, because after all, I have all sorts of important legal briefs to read. God knows I wouldn't want to come in uh, malinformed about the proceedings in tomorrow's case. All right. Well, good having you here, Dick. Thank Off I go. Thank- God, what an asshole. You really seem like a fucking Fuck pill. that guy. Yeah. On the podcast is Leaf Burt, the CEO of what's the company's name, Leaf? Uh, it's called Nature's Bakery. Oh, oh man, yeah. that sounds yeah. a lot like Nature's Valley, which makes delicious granola bars. They do, but Nature's Bakery's taking a little bit of a different approach. What's that, right. Leaf? Everything we make is all natural, organic, farm raised, free range, <laughs> green, no pesticides. That's good. No machines. Good. No machines. No machines. Everything's made by the hands of the Amish. You're, you're you're harvesting wheat by hand. Yep. That's why we thought it'd be perfect in the 2016 season to sponsor a NASCAR by Danica Patrick. Danica Patrick, one of the most arguably one of the least green sports out there. It should be noted. But 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 she's one of the most known athletes in that sport. She yeah. is. Yeah. In a sport that a lot of Americans don't know names in. She's a big one. Yeah. And we are thinking of taking our brand in a different direction. Because it is interesting. Danica Patrick is uh, is a very well-known endorser and has been for quite some time. Maybe more famous as an endorser than a driver in some ways. And, oh, yeah. And she has sort of an established Danica Patrick brand from her days with GoDaddy. She does, yeah. And frankly, watching those GoDaddy commercials is what made us say, we'd love to sponsor that young lady. We think she could really speak for the Nature's Bakery brand. So what are you thinking in terms of advertisements? Well, we're going to launch a whole bunch of commercials. Okay, like... Here's the first commercial, all right? Danica Patrick wakes up in a small farmhouse under a warm quilt. Okay, She looks out over a farm where the sun is just rising over a field of wheat and corn. Oh, really sounds like a nature's bakery sort of... A rooster crow. Oh, I love it. And she knows it's time to start the day. All right. She's wearing flannel pajamas. Yeah. Yep. And just as she gets out of bed... Little sparrow lands on her uh, her windowsill. Oh, starts singing her wholesome, a happy morning song. Wholesome imagery. This is this sounds like it's right in line I think with this your is brand. The nature's 
uh, what was it? Nature's Bakery. Nature's yeah. Bakery brand. It yeah. is. And then in the last five seconds of the commercial, the sparrow grabs at her flannel shirt, rips it off to reveal she's not wearing a bra, and then something flashed across the screen that says, for more information, go to naturesvalleystittywatch.com. What? That, no. That's, yeah, that, that seems wildly that, off-brand. Oh, Nature's Bakery not, Titty Watch. Not nature's so off-brand for Danica Patrick, per se, but definitely... No, 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 but Nature's oh. Bakery, the message you want to send is not one of sex, it's not one of... Uh, Wholesome. It's one of like. Well, it was wholesome. She woke up in a farmhouse looking over a field of wheat. Jordan, lest we forget, Danica Patrick, all all natural as far as we know in the the, the booble area. Oh, she is. We asked before we sponsored her. See? They're they're sticking with And while I commend that, I question this choice. This sounds a lot like different ads we've seen her in. I mean, why not carve your own approach? Uh, Oh, we do in the second ad. Carve your own groove, as it were. Oh, we we do in the second ad. Okay, well, let's hear it. The first ad we is very inspired by the GoDaddy. Very reminiscent of her GoDaddy. The second one is when we really get back to basics. The Nature's Bakery brand. Yes, absolutely. Okay. So in Nature's Bakery commercial ad spot number two, we say an old woman baking bread in a small kitchen. Oh, there we go. Yep. It's an old wood-fired stove, and she takes it out. And she smells it. Boy, does it smell good. Oh, I'm sure it does. All natural hands like bread. The whole farmhouse smells like delicious Mm. bread. And then her husband and goodly children come in and say, Mom, that bread smells delicious. And she says, Well, it's from nature. Nature's Bakery. Direct address to the camera. That's perfect. This is all right on point for the brand. And then Danica Patrick and three of her friends come in in bikinis and start spraying themselves with water. And the whole family goes, show us your titties, Danica. And then just as she's about to reveal her scrumptious breast, it says, see more at naturesvalleytittywatch.com. Now, you're saying Nature's Valley Titty Watch, but I think you mean... Nature's Bakery Titty Watch. <laughs> That's right. Com. I always get as confused because Nature Valley's a bigger brand. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, that's... Having that, having Danica... By the know, way, tease, I think, I think you like she's 99% gonna... of the way there. I think yeah. so, too. I think that having two of her friends also in bikinis for that no, one no, really no. hammers home no, no, the no, Nature's no. Bakery brand. No, okay. I think everything it, up until that... The kids. Yeah. You the have family. a problem with the bikini part. I, well, I don't teasing, have a problem with. It. I'm just saying Danica it doesn't Patrick's... sound on brand. I mean, yeah. she's been doing it on advertisements for but the not past for four you. years. Teasing Danica Patrick's loaves, as it were. Is... Ah, we're gonna use oh, that. I'm gonna Jesus write that Joel. down in a paper. I'm it's so disappointed just, it, in you. It just and it, it seems like it's. I mean, if you really wanted to go that way, it seems like you'd go the whole way, but it seems like you're giving people exactly what they'd expect from Nature's Bakery, and then taking like a hard left turn at the end. Oh, I see what you're saying. We should keep the Nature's Bakery all-natural farmhouse feel throughout the entire commercial. That's probably the direction. All right. Well, I didn't like this idea for the third commercial, but it was pitched out. I said, well, maybe it should go more with the GoDay direction, but I'll pitch you the third commercial and see if you like it. How how is Danica Patrick going to leave behind the GoDaddy days and step boldly into Nature's Yeah, rebrand this woman. Sure, sure. Okay, so in the third one... We open on a heroin orgy happening in the downtown streets of New York City. Everybody's sucking and fucking and stabbing themselves with heroin needles. One guy who's getting a blowjob from three women without teeth at once go, I sure would love a granola bar. 
And one of them goes, And then she holds up a nature's bakery bar. And then Danica Patrick comes in. She goes, hey, guys, this isn't what nature's bakery is about. Nature's bakery is about farms and doing things the all natural way. Now, let me see that dick. And then it ends with naturesbakerytittywatch.com. And then it cuts back to them really quickly. And Danica Patrick's joining in on the heroin orgy fun. Okay. Uh, that was wildly off-brand. That was the worst yeah. thing you could have I mean, possibly here's the thing. I do have to point out. I don't know of a network that would air that. I think, I think that it is definitely more consistent in its tone than the previous two entries. But I think you <laughs> you made it more consistent with the end part. And we were talking about being more see. consistent with the beginning part. Well, you know what, guys? Maybe I should stop being the CEO of Nature's Bakery and go back to being the head of marketing at American Apparel. Yeah, God, I'm going to be honest with you. That sounds... That sounds you were the head of marketing at American Apparel? I was the Apparel? head of marketing at American Apparel. Well, thank you very much, Leif. Anytime. Yeah. Hey, if you guys ever want to fucking suck each other, give me a call. Thank you very much. You're Don't welcome. Know why you'd be involved in that, but For you, the listeners of Sports 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 Podcast, Audible is offering a free audiobook download with a free 30-day trial to give you the opportunity to check out their service. I personally recommend a wonderful book called The Hunger Games by Suzanne Collins. Joel saw the movie. He said that it was okay. To download your free audiobook today, go to audibletrial.com slash network. Again, that's audibletrial.com slash network for your free audiobook. And now it's time for another wide world of Weird Sports! Wide world of weird sports. Oh, what do we got this week? This weird wide world of weird sports, American Gladiators. Oh, and here's the thing. This is definitely very weird for me. I did not watch because it was not on Really? Yeah. Really? I'm vaguely aware of sort of what it is, but I, I was watched not... a bit of this. You know, uh, yeah. Nitro. Yep, Nitro is one of the guys. But this uh, might personify the segment more than anything else. I feel like it does. Yeah, this is an evolution of sports that was frowned upon by the lamestream media, <laughs> which uh, was the only media at the time. Yeah, which it's is hard for people to remember, but that's how it was back then. Yeah, everyone was lame. It was like I'm Ted Koppel and I'm lame. I hope he doesn't hear this. <laughs> I really like you, Ted Koppel. Ted Koppel's going to be he so won't. pissed. Yeah, he, after the last segment, I don't think he's going to be listening still. He made it that far, though. Yeah, he did. To Ted's credit. Yeah, to Ted's yeah. credit. American Gladiators is an American competition television program that aired weekly in syndication from September 1989 to May 1996. The series matched a cast of amateur athletes against each other as well as against the show's own gladiators in contests of strength and agility sports but mostly battling with uh oversized toothpicks the joust yes yeah. that was one of my favorites that was everyone's favorite i always wanted to do that and i like the wall climbing one where oh. somebody started climbing the wall and then the gladiator would come and try to rip them off the wall <laughs> bill nye the science guy was a great show guys Fuck i learned you. so much there was Funny music video parodies. You're the worst person ever. It I'm smells so like Glad Spirit was. You're this. the reason Sesame Street's going to HBO. Yeah. What? No. If anything, I'm not. The concept was created by Dan Carr and John C. Ferraro, who held the original competition at Erie Tech High School in Erie, Pennsylvania. Unbelievable. 
Unconceivable. Oh, unbelievable. That would be great. I wish I was there. They sold the show to Samuel Goldwyn Company, later MGM, where the concept was enhanced and became American Gladiators. I assume the red, white, and blue spandex is how it was enhanced. When they enhanced it, did they say, enhance? Enhance. 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 Seems like they might There's have... their killer. Yep. That's all it takes. <laughs> uh, they might have enhanced the bodies with steroids. Oh, sure. Everyone was so yeah. roided out. They were angry, too, when they lost. The gladiators hated losing. <laughs> uh, an effort in 2004 to launch a live American Gladiator show on the Las Vegas Strip became mired in securities fraud pro- persecution. <laughs> However, the television series was restarted. Didn't think that was that was where that was going. Yeah, that's what happened. Securities fraud. That's uh, why normally, that didn't take off. Normally, I come down hard in securities fraud, but if you invest in the American Gladiator live show in the Las Vegas Strip, I'm going to have to go with the fool and his money on this one, right? And say sorry, sorry, we'll buddy. be parted. Yes. Yeah. Uh, the television series was restarted in 2008, uh, but episodes of the original series were played on ESPN Classic from 2007 to 2009. Several es- episodes are available for download in the Apple's iTunes store. So, Ooh. Joel, you can uh, download that on your phone. Oh. <laughs> oh, Joel's phone has not He's heard not of this. not going to be able to do that. Moving pictures yet. Does not know what that is. Uh, the competition. American Gladiators featured four competitors, two men, two women, in most episodes. The players went through a series of seven physical challenges with the goal to eventually become the season's overall winner, referred to as the Grand Champion. You following so far, Joel? Yeah, I think I'm Two men, two women, each playing against each other in a bracket-style tournament. Okay. To become the Grand Champion. This was determined by a season-long tournament. In the first two seasons, two tournaments were held each season. 20 contenders, 10 of each sex, in each half-season tournament were chosen from a nationwide contestant pool based on tests of strength and agility with several alternates chosen in the case a contender could not be... Rampant allegations of sexual harassment. Rampant. Rampant. I'm going <laughs> to skip two events. Where the, the allegations were rampant, not the sexual harassment? Uh, both. There was some very reasonable levels of sexual harassment, but the allegations about it were rampant. Out of control. Yeah, yeah. they really should have chill, chilled it out with all those allegations. Yeah. Let's go to the events, because that's what everybody likes, all right? Um, so six to eight events were played per show, varying from season to season. Most of the events test the contenders, uh, physical abilities against the superior size and strength of the gladiators who are mostly pro or amateur bodybuilders and former football players. Ooh. They were jacked. They were like scary jacked. jacked. They were yoked. They were. They were swall. Uh... In most events, the contenders were not directly pitted against each other, but against the gladiators. In each event, the contenders earned points based on their performance. Ooh. Yep. Very Uh, reasonable. uh, In the first half of season one, the points of each event were given a minimum... You know what? I'm going to skip all the season stuff. Uh, The final event before the Eliminator was uh, Crunch Time was played for more points... Uh, you know what? They don't actually talk about this. I'm just going to tell you what I think of the events because they're not listing through what actually happens in the events. Uh, do you remember uh, Skytrack? No. Jordan? I'll be honest. Skytrack is where you had a bicycle wheel that you controlled oh, with I your hands. Oh, I do remember this. I do across remember a track, this. I absolutely and it went remember. up. The track went up and down, and it had a little wheel on it, and you had to get all the way across while gladiators tried to knock you off with by throwing things at you. Do you guys remember 3-2 in contact? 
Yeah. That was a good show. Jesus yeah. Christ. Uh, Joel, there was also one called uh, Assault, right? And what Assault was is you got a series of Nerf guns that you're trying to shoot at a target above a gladiator's head who's got a ten- uh, tennis ball cannon that they're firing at you. And if they hit you, you're out before you, if you, before you hit the target. That's the same, that sounds like the sort of wild stuff you'd get like on Washington Week with Gwen Eiffel. All right, well, the final thing, you have to go through a big obstacle course, and the final bit of it is you run through a maze, and you have to break through a paper wall, and yeah. either there's a gladiator on the other side who you will run into like you're running into a brick wall, or you go all the way free, so you watch people like go a full running start and then hit somebody who's 350 pounds of muscle, and then fall back. It's kind of fun. Uh, yeah, and so I went and played racquetball once with my friend Zach, uh, and I was in his way, and he didn't realize I was there. And Zach's kind of a scrawny guy, uh, and, and he like bounced off of me. And that brings Wait. an end to another <laughs> wide world of Weird Sports! Joel, Joel I'm so lame that it makes, makes me depressed. depressed. I think I'm going to kill myself. Citizens of Podcast Town, this brings the close in a sports, sports, sports podcast. Before we go, we'd like to bring in Phil Ranta to give you our contact information. I'm already here. Oh, hey, uh, Phil. Hey, how's it going? Uh, you can tweet at us at Sports Number 3 Podcast. That's at Sports Number 3 Podcast. You can find us on Facebook. We're reposting all the top sports stories with our commentary on our Facebook page. Oh, yeah. So go to Facebook.com slash Sports Number 3 Podcast. Or you can find us on Sue.co. That's TSU.co slash Sports Number 3 Podcast. It's the only social media site that pays you to post. And when you sign up by uh, going to our page, then we get a little something-something too. So TSU.co slash Sports the Number 3 Podcast. Everyone should get a little something-something. Jordan, you made it all the way through despite being really, really drunk. Yeah. Not really. Yeah. Yeah, Barely you're really drunk. drunk. I, yeah. And levels of drunk, Jordan. Eight? Yeah. I've seen no, 10. Oh, no, no. I've th- seen 10. This is a 6.5. Yeah, hey, you're not throwing up. I yet. started at 7. I have, I've, uh, I've gone to a 6.5. Yeah, all those pretzel chips. Lights up. You have received this transmission from the Comedy Podcast Network. For more shows, visit comedypodcastnetwork.com.